What's up, Bravion? <laughs> yeah, still, still haven't gotten used to that voice. But hey, this is uh, Justin Volker with, with the Our Time podcast. I'm joined by Matt Dolphin, Ravion Marchbanks, and Genevieve Lewis. So, uh, thank you guys for uh, for joining. And uh, I and I got a new computer, so I think I'm hoping that I'm not going to cut out quite as much. So there will be no more will speak. So. Uh, for, for for the fans who like that, uh, there we uh, hopefully know more of that. So sorry, and if you didn't like it, then uh, well, you're in for a treat. All right, so the topic I want to talk about today is going to be uh, is going to be uh, uh, gun control and and I guess gun culture in America and. There are a lot of different areas that we can explore, and I I, I kind of want to bring up, um, just, just uh, start off with the general impressions of like what, what kind of what gun culture means to each of the people on on this call, um, and then eventually I want to um, compare our gun culture to say uh, Switzerland or or other places like that. So I'm going to open up the floor uh, uh, and want you guys to talk about uh, what you guys think the relevance of guns in society is and, and if you think that guns are, are you know, more, more on the positive side or negative side or, or somewhere in, in, in between. Um, <clears throat> uh, Genevieve, why, why don't we start with start, – or actually, uh, actually uh, who wants to go first? Do it like that. Who wants to go first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't really matter, man. Okay. Me, me, uh, me, blow it and go. Well, Matt, Matt, actually, Matt, uh, why, why don't we start with you? Well, all right. So here's the thing, man. So speaking as an American, I have seen so many 80s movies, 90s movies, basically anything done by, I mean, any like action movie done dude guns are awesome i mean have you seen that fucking car chase have you seen that shootout like i mean at this point in time it's amazing that american roads just haven't turned into like the legitimate mad max scenes <laughs> where we just have convoys of people that just start rolling down the road after people i mean why the hell not at this point or like john wick Scenarios. Well, but see, that's the thing is that, and that's the exact reason I can't point my fingers at a gun and say, that's bad. It comes with a bad connotation. It's the same thing like walking around with a sword, you know, except for that sword can suddenly fly out of my hand at uh, 1,500 feet per second or something like that and just stab somebody. Right. Luckily, I feel like the medieval ages did kind of benefit without that. Yeah, thanks. So, well, it's actually interesting that you, that you bring that up because, I mean, uh, just because, uh, like, like medieval medieval battles, like, they were not typically they didn't have near near the uh, casualty rates as uh, 
you know, obviously more modern, more recent battle, battles in, in, in the 20th century because, well, pretty damn hard to kill somebody with the sword <laughs> compared to shooting them. Range, range became a big thing. The longbow uh, had a major uh, part in its own history in the medieval end. Uh, God, what was it? The, uh, the, um, not the Mongols, the Huns, where, you know, they used speed and range to just basically overwhelm their enemies. Uh, I mean, well, think about it. What's better at that than, well, I can just shoot a thousand arrows at this dude in a minute. Well, fuck, sign me up. Yeah. The thing is, is that guns have evolved past where it's at in our society. We can't sit there and look at a gun and be like, oh, I use that for for getting meat for the family. And, you know, we uh, we we use it to protect ourselves. Well, I don't know. I guess you might still use it to protect yourself from the bank, man. Uh, <laughs> but it's the fact that we have given it such an evil connotation that uh anymore it is frowned upon you you own a gun well why do you own that gun you own that to kill somebody you own that to uh you know you 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 own that for self-defense or because you're insecure or something like that and anymore i i feel like i don't know the general uh the general way of it is starting to kind of lose faith we're, we're starting to move uh, into cancel culture, and where do you really kind of pull the line at that? I, I don't see anybody uh, going crazy over the fact that, you know, you can buy a samurai sword off eBay or Amazon or anything like that, and absolutely nobody in this world has to say okay to that. Except you and, you know, the seller. But when it comes to a gun, I do think that maybe that's probably not how it should be, you know? Maybe you don't go down to the, the local five and dime and just buy a forty-five and all that stuff. There is a line that has to be drawn with what you're dealing with. But born in 89... I made it through the 90s without any kind of guns are evil, you know? Obviously, don't bring a gun to school. Please don't shoot up the place. I guess we didn't need the sign at that point. But with everything that's going down now, yeah, it's just a bad time to own a gun, man. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I guess well, the reason why I brought this up is, is obviously the uh, the recent events. Oh, what's that guy's name in, in Have Wisconsin? Have to do with Penosha? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what that's what you know brought it to my to my mind. And because uh, I guess I mean, there's a whole big argument that or the whole lot that that, that can be examined when it comes to that. Because you know it was associated with well, I mean, it was, like he acted. He he felt that from what I understand that he that he was acting like defending a store from from the rioters or whatever and that's a whole another avenue but then he used a gun to do it and that he probably well all right so here, here here's a here, here's a thought i i, I or, or or thing that happened a long time ago and i watched it on some i think it was like some some entertainment news show that was on a while back back when i actually watched tv 
Yes, yes, the most reputable of news sources. <laughs> right. <laughs> but but uh, it's actually valid. Like, like there was an old woman who uh, lived alone, idolized John Wayne, loved John Wayne, had posters of – had like a cardboard cutout of John Wayne in, in her living room. Movies oh, all yeah, over the place. Yeah, yeah. And two two guys like like broke into her house and she shot them. Mad respect. Yeah, and and it was kind of and that kind of like brings up for me like a real paradox about guns because I I think guns can kind of they they can level the play, playing field for people who are who are bound to me. Women, I, I guess, and other people who, who are bound to be like physically weaker than like an like a like a male assailant. Guns and... are a non-barking pit bull. They've gotten a bad connotation due to a lot of bad apples and the people behind it. Well, right. Also, because it's the main choice of weapon used for large mass shootings or large mass, you know death tolls that's you know you're talking about the sword earlier well i think if somebody went out and killed 20 people at farmer's market with a sword then it would raise the question of okay do we need to now do we need to take control or whatnot of of sword like resignation you know it's just like just because it hasn't been necessarily in the in the media right well, that would be that would be a, my first question would be like when did when did uh, Musashi get resurrected? If, that, if, if if twenty people were being being taken down by a by right. sword, but right. <laughs> but uh, but I I guess with the sword of the old woman that 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 caught me was like just how kind of proud she was that she had killed two people. Like yeah, granted they were they were trying to break into her house presumably to rob her and they probably would have harmed her. And so she, I think in a way she acted right. You know, she was defending herself because she, she didn't know like what they were going to do. But then the reflection was like, I did, I did a good thing. And I'm just bothered by the fact that killing people, no matter what the context can be seen as good. And that's, I guess where I'm at with guns is that I don't like that idea very much that you can like think it's a good thing to kill somebody if the circumstances are right. And I think guns just make that easier. I don't know. Uh, Ravion. Uh, it is a lot harder to hunt with, you know, a crossbow and stuff. I mean, that's kind of the name of the game. Guns are a, what is it? It's a tool. Yeah. It's, it make life easier. It's the fact that it can be used for a mass shooting. Well, yeah. You know, if, uh, if Arnold Schwarzenegger just went on a roid ridge in the 80s, got his hands on a claymore, I mean, if God forbid, if that was like Florida PCP, he could have become the biggest mass murderer in American history. Yeah. But the thing is, is once again, it becomes who's behind it. I think if I get my on a sword, by the time I get that first swing down on an officer, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably dead. And, and that's after the fact that he's probably gone through a lot of shock and awe on the fact he's being attacked by some random white dude with a sword. A gun, though, it, there is that change that you're talking about, Justin. It, I, what is it? it levels the playing field, as you said. 
But at the same time, it's really hard to build a house without a hammer. But what are you trying to build with guns? So here's the thing about it is that if you take them away from everybody, who do you give them to? Do you still believe right. in them to a police force to use for, well, that's a bad example because mm-hmm. I, I, right. I was in the police force doing a lot of police. So uh, I guess it would be where do you, oh, like a complete ban of it. Uh, what is it like a get rid of every gun kind of campaign? Do you feel like that's what's happening in America right now with the cancel culture that um, people that are want better regulations is being turned into we want zero guns for the people, but like the police should have guns? No, not at all. I believe that honestly, you should go through basically the same kind of background check I had to go through when I went and got an uh, airport badge, an FBI 10-year background check. Mm-hmm. If you can't pass that, obviously, no. Go the hell away. You are There is something in your past. There is something about you that does not make you have a comprehensible ability to understand what you actually hold in your hand when there is a trigger on your finger. There has to be a line to put there. You need to understand the importance of it. There's a reason everybody, you know, oh, never give a kid a gun. You know, they'll uh, blow somebody's head off or hurt themselves or, you know, all that stuff. Well, of course they will. The only thing they've seen on a gun is, you know, the, the shooty fingers or fucking what they've seen in, like, television and stuff like that. It glorifies it. Mm-hmm. It look like a... Uh, what is it? It makes it look like it's the cool tool. This is what's going to save everybody because he finally got his hand on, you know, that pistol or that, that shotgun that gave him the edge. Well, it's it is pretty funny that you mentioned, oh, it is pretty funny, Matt, that you mentioned kids getting involved with guns, uh, because that, that is the, I was watching some, some vice, uh, news story earlier today and it was showing like, like that's what, that's, that's the NRA's like big thrust uh now that now that trump's in office because people feel because uh because uh people feel like they aren't going to have their guns taken away which was like a big big feeling that a lot of people had when obama got elected was that obama was going to go for their guns so they were going to just stock up as much as as much as possible when he was in office and now trump's here saying oh your guns are fine your guns are fine people aren't buying guns like quite as frequently now so now gun companies and the NRA are st- starting to push, uh, uh, you know, gun culture onto kids. And like, like there's like some, there's like a lot of contests now with like, like, like 11, 12 year old girls, like doing sharpshooting stuff, which is interesting. Uh, but, uh, but Liberty, Ravion. Uh, Liberty school districts had trap shooting as a, uh, after school elective. Yeah. Which guns a sport? I mean, it's that's uh, that's that, that's always been really peculiar to me. I mean, it it, it kind of treats guns like a, well, like like a, like football is kind of like 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 kind of like eh, toys. I don't know. Uh, but 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 Ravion, uh, what are your thoughts on on gun culture and everything we've been talking about? Gun culture, um, with me 
I feel like there's no happy medium. You're either, for most people, they are either like staunch proponents of, you know, gun culture and want to like want the rest of America to be responsible owners or they want such severe regulation where there is almost little to no reason to own a weapon. And just me coming from a an inner city area it's it's mainly about the wielder of the weapon. It's not about the actual weapon itself. It, at least that's how I see it. Yeah, no, I can definitely take your point because because uh, earlier I was trying I was thinking about like how I was going to plot out this this uh, podcast, and I guess uh, the best way I can look at it is kind is uh, through uh, what what mathematicians call like naive set, uh, set, uh, set theory which basically it, you take an object and you analyze it in three ways so there is the physical aspect of it mm-hmm. there is the behavioral aspect of it and then there's like the ideal aspect of it so the physical of the gun obviously it's a big chunk of metal you know molded into a certain form that we accept as, as like the gun form and it's molded in certain ways for, you know, has certain properties. So that way it can behave in certain ways. And the behavior part, you know, obviously the end result is that you want to create an, a spark or ignition to, to launch a, a projectile. And then, but then the ideal part is when it becomes interesting because it's like, well, how can guns be used? And yeah, I guess it comes down to who, yeah, as, as you say, like, who is the one wielding it and why? And, uh, yeah, that's where uh, that's where gun culture becomes in- interesting because I I because I, I, I m- my big fear with guns because uh, I guess on on a personal note like I can't help but think of, about guns as being kind of like cowardly <laughs> in a way like you're putting because the idea of the gun I mean the only thing that well I guess. I guess we, we we can distinguish between a gun that's built for like like a rifle that that is like a thirty thirty or thirty at six that is built for hunting or or you know certain you know ten gauges twelve gauge shotguns that are built for hunting you know ducks geese and then and then smaller gate and then smaller gauges are just I guess technically higher you know eighteen gauge and all that for for us a, a smaller game. And versus like a handgun, which that's not a hunting gun <laughs> ever. It's for, mm-hmm. it's, it was built to kill a person. And that's the only reason why it was built. And then, and then, but then tack on like, you know, assault rifles that, that sold to civilians or AK-47s that were built. They they were built because they're cheap and uh, easy to repair for you know large for large. I guess kind of more guerrilla uh, armed forces, more militia forces. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's but it's the whole thing. Like, <clears throat> I just I I ultimately come down to like it's cowardly for me because it puts in that distance, and then it also creates a thing that you can like fetishize, and uh, and it removes you from the act. You can kill 
without really acknowledging that you killed especially if you're using like a like a, like a long range sniper rifle i mean that's that's like that to me is like is damn near as bad as uh using a drone yeah there's a certain kind of disconnect with the act of killing when you can easily walk away from it and not have to deal with, you know, like what we were talking about with like the sword that takes so much more effort to kill someone or something. Um, well, you can, you can smell a person if you're killing them with, with the sword and that, and that just, that, that, that small sensation can change everything think, for you. Yeah. But there's also the feeling, do you want to wake up in the middle of the night to hear a couple of guys breaking in and realize you got to wake the fuck up, grab a sword and go fucking like saving the property. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody wants that. Boy, like, oh man, what a morning! <laughs> Thank God I keep the claymore next to the bed. Bronson's <laughs> downstairs. Boy, yeah, that's that's well, I I I I typically uh, use a, a battle axe, but yeah, point taken, point taken. Yeah, well, the HOA <laughs> won't clear my murder hole, so uh, <laughs> in this house. Right, right. Yeah. It, it's, it's, so Saturday Night Live, uh, way back when, did a bit to kind of point out the idea of it. So it, it was like a fake hunting show, and it was uh, hunting with automatic weapons. And the deal was, is this guy, you know, hey, this is my trusty AK-47, does this, blah, 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 has been used all over the world, all that. Uh and he has celebrities on, like, I, I don't remember everybody that was on it, but they all have these just, you know, ridiculously, like, an M60 machine gun and stuff like that. And then a deer pops up, and every one of them just unloads on this thing. You just see it explode. And it shows you the disconnect of there is not a lot of other reasons to own this. Yeah. But in the same facet... You have to look at it in another view. We give uh, our police forces and whatnot these weapons as well. But we've, oh, what is it? We don't give it to them necessarily. It's not out there for every single officer, but it's definitely not out there for just the SWAT or just this like special task force and stuff of that nature. And I think that's what's getting scary is people feel the need to constantly have to protect themselves and we're on edge 24 seven that the pure anxiety at the, this point has boiled over to, Oh my God, everything I do is danger. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and the, the world's going to end where it's going to be mass anarchy. It's, it's going to be the loss. And so everybody thinks about it and they're like, Oh my God, John McClane had a gun. And it, it does. It, I, I feel like that legitimate, or uh, what is it, legitimizes the ownership of it. Well, I need it for protection. And I, I completely understand that. I, I am a gun owner. I'm going to say that flat out right now. But I also feel that it was extremely easy to get them. I, I, the paperwork was cool. The tra like I had to do transfer work and whatnot from uh, Kansas to Missouri. My name is on all kinds of paperwork for this gun. Uh, but I know that's not the case on a lot of uh, the circulation out there now. And I think that's where we need to draw a line. There is no reason that there should be, you know, nine guns for every American or some facet of that in circulation. It just, 
I don't know. It's like we've brought it to the forefront so much. We've popularized it so much. We've literally just, God, I don't know. It's, it's like a game of dodgeball where they just filled the whole room with dodgeballs. Go nuts. It's putting people into that systematic kind of panic where you want to have as much as you can to protect yourself, regardless of any kind of rationale behind it. Yeah, I have some, I know some people that are preparing for like a civil war. Yeah, um, that's uh, their mindset. It, and that's forever. their reality that they're actually anticipating a civil war to start and they want to have their guns. And I was having a conversation with them and, and I was saying like, that's okay for you to have guns and you want to protect yourself. We need to look at a larger picture because how are people obtaining these, these like AK 47s and whatnot that not necessarily aren't meant for civilians at the same yeah, time like a non-militarized um, gun yeah and i don't know much about guns um i'm not an owner i wouldn't be opposed necessarily um but i feel like for me to feel comfortable with even being around a gun i would need like what you said proper training um i would want somebody to do a background check on me um not just go to a local store walmart or whatever and just be able to buy whatever and walk out without them even knowing or having any record that I was there. Well, and, and speaking of the Civil War thing, I, I, something I've, I, I've often heard is like people saying that, you know, they, they bring up the, the uh, Second Amendment, they bring up Jefferson a little bit, and they say, well, you know, this gun, you know, I want to protect myself from government if the government ever tries to you know put in some I, I don't know what, what would it be like like a police state or something like that if, if they wanted to, to impose a tyranny on, on the populace and, and I've uh, I'm wondering if you guys have ever read uh, and I'm just bringing it up but I'm wondering if you guys have ever read an essay by George Orwell called The, Ad the Atom Bomb and You has anybody ever read that before or heard of it? No, you should have uh, assigned it to us before we got on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's all right. Yeah. G give us <laughs> give us a breakdown for the for the viewers and listeners that haven't read it. Okay, I will do that. And yeah, usually I do assign. Um, or I I, I kind of send out videos before we do these things. But then I was thinking like today, just go raw. But yeah, uh, and, and much like you listeners at home, we don't open it or anything else. What's that? You kind of cut and, out there. And much like them, I, I haven't watched like hardly any of the videos. We've I've gotten like the day of the video. Yeah, and I uh, yeah, there 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 are some uh, there there's a learning curve here for me, I think. And uh, Matt made a good suggestion that I should send out videos and all that before, like a week before, to give people time, because I know most of you guys are not in, insane the way that I am. You are in, you are you are insane in your own indiv unique and individual ways, but uh, which is great. <laughs> but all right, Adam Bowman, you pretty much the point of the essay <clears throat> is that George Orwell wrote it, and I think it was 1945 or 1946, which is which is pretty obvious, like what he was talking about. He was talking about Hiroshima. He was talking about that kind of stuff, and uh, and what the atom bomb like did 
like 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 the context that that atomic bombs put uh put uh Gun, gun ownership in because because before that you know he he because he he was a pretty he, he was a pretty socialist guy Orwell, and he talked about like like gun ownership from the point of view of like somebody who might try to you know pull off some sort of you know Soviet Soviet or or uh, communist or Soviet socialist uh, revolution, and he mentioned uh, you know you can't really do that now because the government has bombs. Like yeah, you can have your AK forty seven and all that. You can be preparing for the apocalypse. Good and well, the government has bombs. So what? So what? what, what so what does that mean for the Second Amendment now? Because I mean, because the argument goes that you know that amendment was put into place to protect the people from the government. I don't know. I was kind hmm. of curious what you, what you guys might think about that. That makes me think of, uh, have you ever heard of the MOVE, M-O-V-E, bombing in uh, Philadelphia? It was during the 80s. I have not. Uh, Well, there was this, uh, I I I don't know if they were socialists or communists, but they definitely were Marxists. And they were this uh, activist group based out of Philadelphia. They got into a standout with the local police force, the SWAT team. And they were in a, want to say, multiple day uh, standoff. And the city authorized the housing that they were in to be firebombed. And if I'm not mistaken, yes, the city itself deemed it fair for them to be firebombed. And so that vote. And so what was it? I want to say they said 10. 10 to 13 men, women, and children were killed during that firebombing. And so that's literally all that makes me think of is just, you know, the atom bomb in you, except it's just more <laughs> of a, it's a firebomb. Right. Well, yeah, I'll say what level is, like, does anybody understand overkill anymore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they understand it. And they use it. I mean, if that's the case, all right, all right, all right. So we, we always try to fix these problems, right? So we make every gun illegal, but we legalize the use of rocket launchers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go, stands, we go. We go. We go. I, I don't understand the Second Amendment argument because the Second Amendment argument literally, basically, puts it for a right to to gun ownership because of a tyrannical government regime. So basically the people had a way to rise up against the government. The issue Mm -hmm. is is that most of these people, you know, when when you hear somebody on the far left or the far right talking about killing somebody, yeah, you hear them talk about the president or, you know, speaker or some governor here and there, but they say it about one another. There, it's not in the Second Amendment. You have, you know, we want you to have guns so you can just blow that fucking liberal away mm. or kill that fucking, you know, just shoot that Nazi in the middle of the street. Uh, for some reason, it's like people are forgetting there is a difference between murder and fighting for what you believe in. Yeah. I was doing some, like, reading right before we got on and... um in the like the the Times Magazine, they did a a piece on um, gun control over the years in America, 
And something I thought was kind of interesting is you look at, especially in, in media, um, you know, we talked about John Wayne um, really just putting this like fantasy together for people, um, you know, fighting, protecting, becoming American. Um, and it was really about, he used a lot of guns and, but back in the day when the wild, wild west was going on, there was a lot of gun related laws or rules within individual little towns or counties, um, where, you know, if it said on the window of a, of a restaurant saying like, you cannot have your gun or even within going into a town, you had to leave your gun somewhere. And then when you left, you picked it up. And at this point, a lot of people just want to constantly have it on them because of the anxiety and the fear. And at that same time, are those the kind of people that we really want to be carrying around a weapon when they have such that kind of mindset? Well, and it's almost empowered because of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we've kind and of it's put... my right to carry it. And it. And it's, you know, that person's right to carry it and it's your right to carry it. And, um, you know, there's good times where somebody's carrying a gun and they have done it legally and they've gone through all the right channels and uh, they've saved somebody else's life. And that's not to be discounted. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that are kind of in the gray area between gun ownership Um but in the media and in politics, it's always painted as either pro-gun or anti-gun. Oh, yeah. No, nothing is ever given any kind of nonpartisan agreement. Right. God forbid you just say, no, that's cool on any fucking deal. And we've all been involved Stop in, in aviation work and working for other companies, um, airlines, and we know with that industry, all rules and, and regulations have been caused by, because something has gone wrong, where either metal or blood has been spilled. So either an aircraft damage, okay, well, we need to immediately rectify. What did we do wrong? There's a whole investigation. Okay, well, here on out, this is what we're going to be doing. Um, or if somebody physically got injured. Um, and so we have seen in America time and time again where there's been a lot of blood spilled and, and lives lost. And yet we just don't have the mindset of we're putting our rights to carry a gun before the lives of other people is how I kind of see it. Well, coronavirus really has brought you know, individuality and American selfishness kind of to the forefront. I mean, it probably just kind of stems to all issues at this point. Yeah. Everybody's, what is it that they're more, instead of trying to, you know, protect us as a whole, well, I'm, I'm in it. Like, I'm, I'm watching out for me and that's it. Right, and perhaps it's just all this is just kind of like symptomatic of a of a greater problem within American culture. 
I mean that that, that Eric needs to go see a therapist, man, because we are insecure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of issues in general. Yeah. Or ordered therapy and like come on. Yeah, but 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 yeah, but I think Genevieve brings up a really good point about the whole like the lack of mitigation like like especially like like following uh like with sandy hill because it, it was a big example it really polarized uh the gun issue even even more than what i mean i would have thought it would have done i mean because people were because i i think i think it was after that time or around that time where one, one of the guys from the nra was like uh you know the prima said said uh you know, the thing that it takes to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. <laughs> and that's just, I don't know if uh, I felt like it kind of didn't really address the issue that, that, that was going on there. With that, that, I mean, I, I had to think you know, the, the more access like there is to guns, the, the easier it is for guns to get, you know, onto the street and onto the black market and all that because people might go into a gun store when when there's uh, nobody there and steal the guns and that's how they get onto the streets well i mean okay so so if i if i was walking down the street and suddenly there was a bear there i would definitely feel better about having a gun than you know just oh great a bear uh the the thing is though is is there any way to ah god damn it Oh, is there any way to kind of what what are the odds? Like what are the odds you're gonna be put into that situation though? Well, when you encounter a bear? Well, like that you're gonna be <laughs> by a bear. Like, you know, and and you're gonna need your gun on you. That 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 just yeah. reminds me of uh I was uh camping with with my family uh over in Virginia and we're we're towards uh we're around DC but we were but we were camping somewhere I forget where and we were going around the uh the the woods and uh we we had a guidebook with us and and, and the guidebook said if you encounter a bear here the best thing to do is 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 is, is, is to scream at it like yo bear hey bear and apparently that scares the bear off i don't know why do i want to <laughs> fight a pissed off bear america man i <laughs> John, John we, we are, I feel like we're the only country <laughs> in the world that, for bear safety, we teach ourselves just be bigger than it. <laughs> Approach the that bear. That sounds more like Russia. <laughs> it, it does sound like Russia, man. That is because uh, they are bigger than bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I guess... So I just so that way I'm sure what what you're saying, Matt. So you're saying like 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 what what are the chances that you'll actually have to use so, a gun? So everybody wants to have that gun on them for that 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 gunman just walks into the crowded supermarket while you're while you're checking out, and mm-hmm. and you see him take two steps, but you have your gun and you stopped and you're the hero. Ah, oh my God! All the everybody in Walmart's going crazy. It's a modern-day John Wayne movie, right? Exactly. Or yeah. uh, so after, after you know, as soon as you do it, and everybody turns to you, you gotta go. Well, see you later, pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I'm going to have to buy an extra big belt buckle now just to just keep my balls in my pants. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like, uh, just saying that, I smoke two packs. <laughs> of reds. Oh, Cowboy oh, God. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're getting near towards the end, and I think uh, – uh, I felt like this really, this podcast really flew by pretty quickly. I feel like it was a pretty good conversation. Uh, and I guess that's, this is probably as good a place as any to kind of drop in. I mean, I, I didn't expect to like get anywhere near the bottom of the gun issue in America uh, in one podcast, but I think this is a, this is a good, good place to start. I guess uh, we'll just do what we always do. Um, go around the room, see if anybody has any uh, starting thoughts. Uh, Genevieve, why don't we start with you for this? Um, well, it's, it's great to have conversations like these is the starting point um, because it's not such a black and white issue of anti-gun, pro-gun. There needs to be more talk about how do we provide guns or allow people to have guns in such a safe manner. Um, mental health is a big issue along with that that can be tied in and my question is and problem solving I guess is that why is America having such a hard time with mass shootings and what are we doing wrong where other countries are have gun control and whatnot but they're not having the mass shootings that we are Yeah, that that is a pretty cr uh, critical question. I guess that, that'll be food for thought for next time, especially because I, I didn't really get to talk about, as much about Switzerland as I would have liked with this. But but but, but they're but they're a pretty good example where mass shootings don't happen hardly ever, and yet they have a lot of guns too. Uh, Ravion, uh, what do you think about, about, about what we've talked about today? Oh, uh, today has. It's really been kind of enlightening just to see multiple sides because normally in conversations you feel like you only hear um, either the right side or, you know, the left side or, you know, so on and so forth. But where I'm with it is maybe – I know this sounds kind of pro-gun even though I won't say I'm absolutely pro-gun, but – I feel as if education is absolutely necessary to the entire conversation. So that way then you can develop your own opinion yeah. and you won't feel like you just have to herd in with some crowd just because your parents said it was right or your friend said it was right or someone on the internet says it was right. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's been the general trend, I think, of, what, of everything we, we, we've uh, talked about so far. Uh, in this podcast, and which is something that really excites me about it all, is that you know it comes down to being able to educate yourself and forming an, an opinion of your own, rather than just yeah, as, as you say, going along with I guess kind of the orthodoxy of whatever uh, family, uh, political, social, religious, whatever background that you that you happen to crawl out of. Um, yeah, good, good thoughts there, Ray. And 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 gun education is big, and that's where I guess I definitely want to talk talk about Switzerland. And uh, so I'm going to do some more research for, for next time if we, if we want to keep keep hammering on this issue. 
Uh, but, but Matt, what do you think, man? I mean, I, I thought we solved the issue uh, during this whole ordeal, you know. The Second <laughs> Amendment for this podcast is amazing. Last one you solved racism. <laughs> this one you solved gun control. So, so, so I I solve everything during these podcasts. That is that's, great. that's my purpose that's, in this. That, that's why I brought Matt on because Matt yeah, Matt solves it has problems. Nothing to do with that. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, right, no, but this problem's over. The Second Amendment stands for our right to own firearms. That way we can fight a tyrannical government. We can hold our own against anybody that tries to stand up to the American public and we can take back our country. I stand by that 100%. But guns won't just do it, folks. The military has gone way above and beyond. Mm -hmm. They're practically bulletproof now. So get rid of guns. Just toss them aside. Legalize missile launchers. That way we can take down drones from the, from the ground. We'll have a fighting chance against a tyrannical government. But you've got to make sure these people are right for it. I mean, I'm not saying go to the same lengths that you would have to go on a background check for, like, top secret security clearance. But I mean, like... There needs to be no mental issues uh, dealing with anything that would pertain to a potential use of that weapon in a situation where, at the end of the day, it's just not even rational. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there is an issue with people that feel like it is their intimidation tactic. You know, fucking, I have a former coworker, no names will be said, I once heard that he, she, it, got cut off by a guy and so they sped past him and then you know they got in a little tiff while driving like a bunch of children that they were and the guy pulled up next to hey shear it and they brandished the firearm Mm. and then they they you know kind of pulled away slowed down you know obviously kind of stopped the uh actions that were going on and it's just like you know what in the right mind says you're okay to own a firearm? <laughs> right. If you act, if you behave like that. But, <laughs> but I feel like personally, I could own a rocket launcher. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt, quick question. Yeah, what Does up, man? Did you see your its name start with a B? Uh,. We'll we'll talk about this next time. Like <laughs> uh, well, I I I uh, find it interesting. You know, you, a couple of you guys mentioned it on during this uh, this chat and uh, about the whole mental health issue. And I think that's that's another interesting component about well, just talking about American culture in general. Because I, I I'm always curious when to, like like how how do we define like like somebody like like, like mental health disorders and all that and and because i, I think that's the, that's a big point when it comes to like saying disqualifying somebody from gun ownership because of mental health issues and like what at what point because a person can be 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 a sociopath and not even know it and not even be aware of it until like they analyze like, like there's some doctor who like who who was curious about like 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 antisocial behavior and criminals and so and sociopaths and and psychopathic disorders and all that and he analyzed the uh 
the brain chemistry of a lot of prisoners, and then he turned that test on himself, and he discovered that he was a pretty much his brain chemistry made him a sociopath, but he didn't act anything like people who were in jail. And I guess that's something I don't know. It's food for thought for next time. Talking about mental health and and possibly Switzerland. I mean, there there are a lot of directions that we can take this podcast or talk, take this this topic. I mean, I'm, I, I don't care. We can continue on guns. Uh, we can talk about the crazy Swiss, like you just said. I mean, it's – I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's- Ireland is a good one to look at, too, with they, what they um, may have people go through just to obtain a firearm. Okay. I mean, that, that could be a good thing, too. Just uh, we, can do, we can do gun control international or something like that, kind of like how, uh, how, how Home and Garden Network does, like, House Hunters International. Right. <laughs> Gun Hunters. <laughs> right. So we'll do Ireland. I got dibs on Somalia. Okay. All right. Ravion, <laughs> Ravion any, any country of interest for you? Um, Canada. Honestly, Canada. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking a little further south of the border. I'm thinking maybe Brazil. I think I think we've got we've got the map covered then, guys. Uh, well, cool. I hope. I mean, it was pretty exciting having this talk, and I guess the, I guess we'll we'll push the dialogue, you know, further for next time. So, uh, I thank you guys for joining me, uh, joining us on our time. Just again, I'm Justin Volker, joined by uh, Matt Dolphin, Ravion Marchbanks, and Genevieve Lewis. And uh, don't forget to to like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, and or whatever the hell you know you guys do. You guys figure it out. The internet's been around for a while. All right. Well, take it easy, everybody.